0: Welcome to Alchemy Land, where we playfully explore creativity, healing, and consciousness. I'm Tage. Today on Alchemy Land, we have the next installment of The Llama Letters. Hope you enjoy. Dear Dolly, how are you holding up? I was thinking about you and figured you could use a little kindness after my last letter. The world can always use more kindness, so I'm going to try it out. You know, I didn't really mean anything offensive when I was making all those puns about opium and belief systems, but I'm sure you get that. You're savvy and funny, and like I've said before, you're good at forgiving people. So I'll just assume that if I've offended you, I'm forgiven and that there's a lot of love coming my way. Yeah, I receive your love. Do you feel mine? So, there was that time when I felt the world's pain, but also thought it was funny. Did that ever happen to you? Maybe that's why you chuckle a lot and make jokes. It sounds kind of crazy, doesn't it? Like, when you feel everything, it's pretty overwhelming and sad. But... At the same time, you get a sense of how unreal and comical it is. That's the paradox, isn't it? It's a tragicomic show. Maybe that's why I like oxymorons. Life's seriously funny. Or maybe it's a spectacularly dull affair. Sometimes it can be brilliantly dark. Or darkly brilliant, if you like. And even if you don't like. Or it could be a devilishly good time, when you're in the mood. But you'd have to be one of those intellectual morons to think that it's all done, well, badly. I've always clung to the idea that life is pretty much like a play. Do you like Shakespeare? You know what the bard said. All the world's a stage, and all the men and women merely players. They have their exits and their entrances, and one man in his time plays many parts. But I also like, we are such stuff as dreams are made on. And our little life is rounded with a sleep. Dang, Bill, talking like a prophet. Well, surely he needed to make a profit. Struggling actors and all. Can't really blame anybody for trying to make a mark, a buck, a yen, or a pound. It's all that makes the world go around. Especially now in late-stage capitalism. Fair is foul, and foul is fair, after all. But anyway, back to my little story. I used to work in a physical therapy office as a manual therapist with a good friend who is a highly skilled PT. It was a nice setting in a small mountain town in the Sierra Nevada. We would both see the same clients alternately and share notes on how to help people with their progress. We saw a lot of older people on Medicare with physical complaints, so we would often strategize on the best possible treatment. It was really fulfilling to see people get better and regain physical mobility, but more importantly, it was when I saw their hope restored that I felt we had done the best work. Sometimes people just need to feel hopeful about the possibility of improving, maybe especially if it's about improving emotionally and psychologically. As you know, the body doesn't always cooperate, but we can still use some very effective therapy techniques to improve our physical conditions. Anyway, I sometimes found work challenging, but it was always an interesting problem to figure out what each person needed at the core. What was the deepest issue? Sometimes it was something they didn't even know consciously, but I could feel intuitively. It might be confirmed one day when they would tell me, but sometimes it would lie dormant and we would never discuss it. Yet, I could feel it in their body, and we could address it through touch instead of words. Maybe it was because I was constantly dealing with other people's pain body that I became aware of how much suffering there is in the world. I mean, we all know there's suffering in the world, but when you're confronted with it on a daily basis, it becomes much more real to you. Everyone in the helping professions has to understand that. Well... One day, my colleague was busy in the other treatment room with a client while I had a break, so I decided to turn off the lights in the room and lay on the floor. I started stretching, and as I bent my body forward in a nice yoga-style stretch, I started tumbling internally. I felt like I was falling into an eternal pit of pain, frustration, anger, blame, recrimination, and sadness. It just kept going on and on. But then, just when I thought it would never end, it flipped. And I felt total bliss. As I felt that perfection, I realized how ridiculous and comical the whole thing really is. Life. It's one masterful joke. Like a setup in a comedy show. You don't know when the punchline is coming and how it will be delivered, but you assume it's there and that the comedian knows what he's doing. You just follow along, and then eventually, boom, you're roaring with laughter. That's what this felt like. It was as if the whole world's pain finally made sense. And it was hilarious. I was actually laughing out loud. And crying. Then, just when I thought, mystery solved, I was tumbling back into the suffering. Oh, it was terrible. How would I ever find a way out of this? How can we ever get better? All of us. It seemed impossible. But then it flipped again. I was in supernal joy. It happened several times. I would go into the suffering and it would feel immense, beyond comprehension. But then someone turned on a light switch and in a nanosecond, it was all joy. No pain, no suffering, only bliss. The rest was just a wisp of evaporated thought. After a while, the experience receded from my awareness, and I was left in a more balanced, neutral state with a subtle awareness of the bliss and a deep compassion for the world. I thought, so this is what we're all going through. The world is an enraged, caged, raging rager. And there is a way out of that pity party. Thank God. Whew. What a relief. And you know what else? The burden of responsibility was kind of lifted. Not that I didn't feel responsible for myself and my actions, but I felt I didn't have to worry about the whole world. I just have to do my part as best as I can. It all sounds so cliche, but that's the truth of the matter. And I still draw on that experience if I'm uncertain about what I'm doing. Does it bring me joy? Does it make others happy? Are we laughing? That's what keeps me on the right track. That and meditation. So, what dost thou make of that stuff? Canst thou see why I say to thee we are like unto Bodhi Buddies? (laughs) But I wouldn't say we're Buddha Buddies or even Bosom Buddies because I'm not a Buddhist. I'm more like a rogue yogi. A rogi, (laughs) And we don't really watch movies on the couch together. But we could. Want to? Oh, yeah. Remember that one time in 2012 when we got together for a talk? It was at the Long Beach Convention Center. I was in the second balcony, row G, seat 301. I waved hello. Seemed like you smiled at me. Remember Well, I'm not claiming I'm fully enlightened or anything, but that we are the best of friends or anything either. Uh, I just feel like whenever I have an experience of expanded consciousness, I'm getting closer to that celestial, ineffable, indescribable enlightened state. Like fully. And I'd like to be in your company, whether in spirit or in the theater, on stage or off. Hey, When do you know that you're there in terms of enlightenment? In my yoga tradition, we call it self-realization, but maybe it's different. Or maybe not. Let's chat about that sometime. There's so much to talk about. Everything. And nothing. A sonnet. Ah, my great seer, 14th body of compassion. To think copiously would be mere mental chatter. Yet, to your ears, my speech be judged a mortal's fashion. I pray my verbs give not offense, but rather write the matter. What method brings a rising mind to live and love in light, whilst soul returns again to truth, not knowing proper sound, when meanly gripped by darkened past in thrall to all in sight, and faces one more deadly bout divided in the round? I bow to thee, the stillness born of focusing the mind, and in that peace no time or change revoke my sovereign state. All tears and fears do leave me now, and in the light I find the consciousness of primal bliss in unified estate. As kindness blossoms fully, its fragrance doth imbue the heart that loves renewed again with joy in all that's true. Well, I'm off to win friends and influence people. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm sticking to that compassion stuff, no matter what it takes. Hearting is much repeat amoroso. Love, Tage. Hey there, listeners. Hope you enjoyed this week's letter. And if you haven't already checked it out, go ahead and listen to last week's interview with my colleague Lacey Sanders. I think you might enjoy it. And we hope to have more interviews very soon. Until then, just one last thought. How can you express more love today?